0: Reality, the podcast. Create your own reality. Hello, Pod Tribe. Welcome back to Refine Your Reality, the podcast. I'm your host, Bobby Joe, and with me here today we have PhD candidate Helen Golod and Tracy DeCaine, aka Miss Money Queen. Today we'll be addressing something that is super important to Tracy.
1: Hi, ladies. Hi, listeners. And yes, this topic is something that I take near and dear to my heart. It's art therapy. So the article that I found online best describes my journey in a nutshell. I've been an artist my whole life, and I kind of let that drop for a little bit, took care of family life, had a career, and then hovered back because I had a lot more time. And this article kind of goes over. What art is. And by definition, it's an expression of human creativity and imagination. It could be different forms of expression and it kind of illuminates your emotions. So, me being a visual learner, art to me has been like a sanctuary for me to kind of deal with the emotions that I've been dealing with throughout my life. And I think it was a good way to cope with a lot of stressful times. And I like to hear like everyone's kind of perspective and opinion on this and I know you guys might not say that you're artistic or creative but I am the first to say that anyone can be creative
2: art is definitely I think a very powerful tool one could say how the article talks about COVID where art is now more important than it ever was in the past because now we're finding us ourselves ourselves socially isolated. And in that social isolation, we need to find a way to have creative outlets. And those creative outlets can look very different for everybody. We think art and we think drawing. We think how somebody can draw. And if you're not a really good artist and can draw that painting or picture, kind of like how amazing Tracy is at her drawing, that maybe you're not as good. But the truth is, is that art is really in the eye of the beholder. And there's different types of artists. There are some people who make their money and living off that way because that's what they enjoy and that's how good they are. And there's some artists who just enjoy drawing for themselves. Nobody else has to see it because it's about you and not about other people at the end of the day. My art form comes into the fact that I love to do puzzles I love to do my diamond painting puzzles because it helps with my anxiety to focus my mind on something other than what's going on around me because I can become very anxious very quickly and it is very hard to put my thoughts aside. And so I take on these puzzles because they allow me to forget about everything I'm doing and focus on putting these beads where they're supposed to be and being really careful while I'm doing it. And then creating something beautiful at the end of it. So I think art is extremely precious. And there's very different forms of art. I was even thinking about it. And, you know, acting is a form of art. Writing is a form of art. It's releasing your creativity to make something that is beautiful to sometimes to other people and sometimes just to yourself.
0: I mean, if you think about it, this podcast is art in its own way. You know, media, art, that's my favorite art, mixed media. I'm more of a writer, personally, and I, I'm i not a visual learner so much as I learn by doing, and I really got into art for health benefits, and I really think art therapy is underrated. I think art is underfunded. You know, in school, it seemed to always be the first program cut, and I think that's a shame because it has so much to offer to personal development where I feel that it is extremely practical you know it's not about trying to you know uh make a living off of it like helen you're you're addressing earlier but i know personally when i was in hospital after my suicide attempt and doing the that whole like rehabilitation uh they used a lot of art therapy and it was shocking a lot of crafting just you know to refocus your mind to deal with symptoms of depression and anxiety even grief eating disorders, all kinds of people. It uh, And it, it was surprising. And it's a shame it's overlooked. I mean, I know when I worked in healthcare, there was a lot of uh, basic art for older adults with uh, dementia, you know, because it also helps you keep your your mobility. Keep in mind who you are. I, I think self-expression is just so important in every form.
1: Yes, you've both highlighted really important points that the article um, has mentioned, and also I didn't know that there was professional art therapists. Like this is actually a thing. And for those of you who are listening and thinking I need to go seek out an art therapist to be able to to get the benefits of this, no, you don't. You know, being a self taught artist myself, you gain the benefits of those things. You know, keeping your hands busy, not doing, you know, not going through traumatic experiences and coping with. Alcohol or drugs or any kind of deterring experiences. So recently, when I got back into my art, I did it for myself, and then people started noticing and wanting to get their own portraits done and commissioning me. And then I got into a situation where I had the opportunity to be part of an art exhibit. So that's another thing that they talk about during um, this article is being able to express yourself in front of others. And I know some people might say, holy shit, that's super intimidating. I mean, picture this. Imagine you're in front of a stage and like Ellen was saying earlier, actors, that's a form of art. And you go in front of two, 300 people and you're just dumbfounded. You don't know what what to say, what to do. Like the initial feeling that you get before going ahead with expressing yourself like as an actor. But then when you get into the, the groove of it, then it's like, it's liberating. So it's the same kind of feeling. I had those kind of anxious, anxiety feelings before because it was my first art exhibit. And then after being able to swap stories with different artists and seeing different mediums that I'd never seen in my life. And it's just amazing to see what's out there and what people can create. So again, I'm preaching that anyone can do art, whether it's, visual arts whether it's make, you know making puzzles whether it's writing whether it's podcasting whether it's cooking anything can be an art form and it does give you really good coping mechanisms it can help you with depression it can help you with anxiety it can help you with post traumatic stress disorder there's so many mental health issues that can be helped with keeping yourself busy and expressing yourself so again it's a amazing and fascinating road of self-discovery. What you may ask yourself is, who is a candidate for art therapy? And I'd like Helen to kind of go over this because I know it's in your realm of, of work because you do therapy in another setting, but I'd like to see your opinion on this.
2: I think that anybody, to be honest, is really a candidate for it. And I think it depends on... What you do depends on what you like. So I always tell people when I'm talking with them, I always ask them what they like to do. So I'm not going to be like, yeah, do art therapy, go draw, if that person really doesn't like to do it. If, if not being perfect in drawing gives them more anxiety because the whole point of art therapy is lowering that. So, it, it would be, so I guess if it would, what I'm trying to say is that it would be good to find out what you're good at. There are so many different arts. Sports, one could say, is an art form, so to speak. So if you're good at sports, do that. If you're good at drawing, yeah, maybe seeing, going to like some classes for art or seeing an art therapist would be really helpful for you. But if you just like the arts and you like sports and you like to do diamond painting puzzles, like I love it, or puzzles where I frame and put them on the walls, to kind of see my work at the end of it, to see that final product, I would say that that is something that you can definitely do on your own. And then as well as then go, go to some support meetup groups for people who like that particular art that you are into. So art is a very much can be a group thing, but at the same time, it's also a very individual interest. So go with what you really like to do and then find your group, find your group that Will support you in it and maybe share some of their techniques and what they like to do with that art. And that could be the most beneficial way to kind of use art therapy. So don't always worry about having to fit a certain mold of art. Make your own
1: mold. And with you, Bobby Joe, you had mentioned you do a lot of mixed media, a lot of like you love doing the podcast. So for you, have you found that since we've started this podcast that it has helped with any sort of issues or that you've gone through?
0: Oh yeah, uh, for sure. A hundred percent because for me, it's all about harnessing uh, my negative emotions. You know, I, I suffer from PTSD and there's a lot of negativity and it's a good way to cope and distract your mind by redirecting those emotions in something else and like to me there's so many different mediums and i pick mixed media because that resonates most with me and it you know makes up for my lack of skill cuz i'm i'm not very you know technically gifted i there's i can't draw like you there's no way i mean there is a way if i practice but i'm not close to being there yet <laughs> and to me it was just like well mixed media is fun it speaks to me you know it it's imperfect I I like it. Um, I always, in my writing and everything, it's always been about mental health. So, like, I'm extra pumped for se- our season two, really, because the mental health focus is super relevant in my life, even more now, in times of, of COVID and whatnot. And it's just, it's great to have a place where you can talk about things that are important to you, you know, and it doesn't even really matter if people are listening or people are admiring my art, it just feels good to put myself out there, you know. And you know, if you're if you're visual or auditory learner, are you are you learned by doing? There's so many different ways that you can communicate. You know, maybe sculpture might be your thing, or glass blowing, or
1: you might be into crafting. It's funny you say that, Bobby Joe, because. I actually started blogging in order to get my creative juices flowing, for better lack of words. And I love it, but I'm a shitty writer. And I see the things that you come out with, and I'm like envious. And the way that you look at me with my art, like drawing, like that comes second nature to me. Like I could do it with my eyes closed pretty much. But, and I don't get me wrong, I love it. I absolutely enjoy it. Like I'll spend eight hours straight just sketching, doing a sketch, like no problem. But, just like the kind of like feeling of all like just just writing away and and even if it's shitty even if it's not at like your caliber i still have so much fun doing it and and it just makes me feel good because after i complete like a blog piece or something that i'm really passionate about you know talking about it's just a great feeling and I like that you're encouraging people to go ahead and, and and do those things. Even if they're not like perfect or 100%, you can't always have it 100%. You don't get there the first shot, the first try. It takes a lot of practice, and it just helps boost your confidence. And another thing, too, I wanted to, to go into is the benefits of doing these kind of activities, whether it's sports, art. Anything creative or fun that you enjoy doing out of your regular day-to-day activities. So I'd like to like get your takes uh, from you, ladies, on what benefits you see from doing these things.
2: I think it definitely helps with anxiety <laughs> um, because it, uh, like, depending on what you're doing and what you like to do, it allows your mind to leave behind what it's worrying about, especially if what you're worrying about is not not really important or or unrealistic for you to be worrying about it, but you are and you can't help it. So it allows you to leave that alone and and push that aside and just focus on this, this project that you're doing and then have this really beautiful outcome and relax you. And I think that it can be very useful, of course. I also think it's really important for people not to try to fit a mold when it comes to art and find what benefits them and what kind of art they like to do and not to be, you know, worried about like, oh, what other people are going to think or whether somebody else will call it art. It just matters what you think and how it helps you, especially with that anxiety, which can sometimes be debilitating. Well, that's the thing. Like, I I just really want to
0: emphasize the fact that you said not worry about what other people think. I relate to that a lot because that's what held me back a lot in my art and my personal growth, especially when I was a teenager, you know, because you're very vulnerable, you know, and everyone's vulnerable at that stage in life. And then I also had trauma and other things going on as well. But when your art is so personal, to be rejected, to have your art be rejected, like it really hurts more than anything else to for me like that was like the worst rejection and then you know I I am a good writer I it's something I always practice it was cheap it was something I had to do for school why not and then people were like you need to be a writer and like sort of pushing it down my throat and then I got like this writer's block and I just I didn't want to share it with anyone anymore you know I used to have kids like they'd text me like hey how much for you to write my essay (laughs) And stuff like that. And i just like, I look at some of my old works and it was all about like hating being forced into stuff like that. And long story short, I don't think that you should force yourself to be creative, but I don't think people should be so quick to dismiss their creativity, especially people who suffer from mental illness. I feel like the, some of the cre- most creative people, I mean, think about it. People with like, for example, severe generalized anxiety disorder, For your brain to always be in flight or flight based on like possible ways that you could die, like that takes a lot of creativity. Like, 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 really? Like that takes a lot of creative power. Even today, for example, I have a severe olive allergy and I eat capers and like my anxiety was through the roof. My husband's like, why? And I'm like, what if someone interbred it with an olive plant because they're both in the Mediterranean and then like I have one with like an olive you know, a percentage of all pollen and then it wasn't cooked accordingly. So it didn't destroy it. And then I go into anaphylactic shock and then I get so stressed out that I can't remember where I put my EpiPen and then I die in front of you and that's it. It's done. And he's like, wow, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that took a lot of, a lot of thinking about negative stuff when instead it's like, "Oof, I'm having feelings. Okay. I'm just going to sit and write a poem about, you know, something I Google really quickly, and I just I give myself like a little writing exercise. You know, where you sit down, try to try to draw a pair, or or, or do a basic exercise, or make, or make a bracelet. Because so I know when I was in hospital, it's they do. If you got too overwhelmed, instead of just drugging you up, they would tell you like, okay, here, go do a craft, go do this, because it's a form of self-discipline that allows for mastery against your own emotions.
1: And for me the biggest benefit of my own art therapy has been my confidence, building that confidence. And yes, I am a very critical person. Like I'm super critical of myself. I don't always portray it. I always seem to portray like I have my life and my shit together, but inside I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? But I'm going to pretend like everything's okay and just fucking keep pushing through. And I think with being okay in fucking up a piece like I've recently gone into airbrushing and it scares the living shit out of me because I don't know what I'm doing and I started airbrushing and I'm like fuck this looks like shit but then I just kept pushing through and pushing through that kind of feeling of self-doubt and anxiety and no confidence it actually turned out you know decent like it like it turned out really nice and I'm happy with it it's is it my best piece no but practice is going to make it better and I was able to move through that kind of thing and and I do go through those waves of emotion when I'm drawing and I know a lot of people say well the whole point of this art therapy is to get out of your head and not have those emotions or feelings during your you know your artistic creativity session but it happens and you know for example when I created the mural I did a, a huge four by eight foot mural piece that at the beginning I'm like, fuck yeah, I'll do it. Like, yeah, this is gonna be fun. And people were looking at me like my father-in-law looked at me and said, like, can you really do that? Like he had doubt. Like he was trying to put doubt in me. And luckily I had enough confidence in myself to say, no, like I'm gonna kill it. Like this is something I'll be able to do. And I did. And it's you know it's displayed in our community and people love it. And I'm doing other pieces for that group and you know building logos for them and and All those fun things. But that's one of the benefits that I really love about doing this is is how it's helped build my confidence.
0: Well, that was Refined and Real. Many thanks to you, our listeners, for staying with us until the very end. For more about us and what we do, check us out on our Facebook page, Refined Reality, the podcast. And a huge shout out to Architect for building our music like what you hear. Check out his info in our description. Until next time, get some R&R. Stay curious. This is Bobby Joe signing off.